Hello, 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 hello. Um, we just got all of our uh, shop talk out of the way. Yeah. Before we turn this on. <laughs> I have a new bottle of Sea Glass Central Coast Pinot Grigio. 2018. This is what I was drinking several weeks ago, and then that four-pack was gone, and then I was like, ah, alas, no more of the sea glass tiny wine bottles. But then, <laughs> today, our boss, our crazy boss, um, suddenly produced a new basket of dusty wine that he's rejected from selling for some reason, and there was some more of this in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's sort of like it seems it seems slightly arbitrary. Like the things he decides cannot be sold. You know? I agree. Like he this also, is perfectly fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with this. He could have made three sixty nine plus tax on this, <laughs> but it went into the dustbin of history. Right. He does like underprice some liquors sometimes. Sean, my, I don't know, bartendery husband will come in here. And like, there was this one tequila we had for a while that's like the top shelf tequila, like 80 fucking dollars mm -hmm. or $100 or something for a bottle. And yeah. he was selling it for $29.95. And really? so Sean was like, oh, fuck, like, go, like, I just got one of these this. bottles, like, go get another one. And so did Sean pull the, pull the white man routine and go up to the register and say, like, you know, Nick always gives me this tequila. No, free. Sean would do the opposite. <laughs> he would buy the tequila and then tip the cashier, like, yeah. 30% or something <laughs> just for giving him great service. Yeah. You know? But, oh, man, it's a free tequila. Yeah. Right. It's like this fancy tequila is thirty dollars for everybody, and also free if you're a jerk and you're white. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. just gonna I keep just like about the one specific free tequila guy. I know because and his outfit last week's episode me. was called free tequila. Yeah, I listened to it. I'm just gonna keep harping on the free tequila guy. I know. Have we talked about his ensembles on no. the area? I mean, I think we've mentioned the tie dye, but. Okay, tie-dye, Burks with socks. Yeah. Circle Sunnies. This is um, the this is basically like Halloween store Berkeley. <laughs> Halloween store <laughs> old Berkeley white guy. Beautiful. Yeah. And then he has a dog. And he named you watch him go out the door. He gets in his dog he gets in his car and it has a coexist sticker on it. Does it really? Oh, I'm just saying it probably does. <laughs> I hope it does. Even There's though so he's, many of those around here, <laughs> which would be hilarious because he's not about coexistence. Oh hell he's no! He's definitely he's not. not about coexistence. He's like, I'm so rich, my tequila is supposed to be free. Yeah. Um, if you don't give me my free tequila, I'll destroy you, bitch. Yeah. I have. I mean, and he's all a lawyer had, too. Yeah, he's a lawyer, and we've all had very funny encounters with him. I was laughing out loud thinking about the time we were watching the door. Remember when we were watching the door because COVID, we could yep. we could only let ten people in at a time. I wish I did more journaling during those days because there was like, a <laughs> lot of funny, a lot of funny shit. Um, but 
Yeah, I was sitting at the door and he had his dog and he went in, it was his turn. He was like, All right, you can watch my dog, Tigre. Why don't you speak some Spanish Wait, to Tigre? him? Yeah. Tigre. He's like, why don't you speak some Spanish to him? He knows Spanish. He's from the streets of Mexico. That was how he delivered that to me. Yeah. I was just like, poor Tigre. <laughs> Pobrecito. Pobrecito. Oh my god. Um I didn't really I didn't talk to the dog at all, but I was just like, what the fuck fool? Like, first of all, how do you know I speak Spanish? Yeah. Second of all, that's a fucking weird thing to like go around saying as a white guy yeah. in I don't know. He's from the streets of Mexico. Mexico. And then telling brown girls to speak Spanish to a dog. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Like, sure, I'll, I'll give your dog, I'll, I'll, I'll hang out with your dog. Like, I think I found a dog that needs some rescuing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I rescued him from Mexico. I was like, you know, I've been to Mexico, and I've seen those dogs yeah. on the street, and they are pretty it's probably pretty happy. happy. People probably took pretty good care of right. him. He probably wishes he was still there. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> He's like, but what is this weather, you know? Yeah, exactly. Where are and, like, my other dogs? Where are all the dogs on leashes? Yeah, who's this yeah, dude? Who the fuck is this, this guy? Like, me in a language I don't understand. <laughs> and just generally, like, there's something about his tone and his demeanor that's sort of off-putting. Yeah, <laughs> like very much It's like, so. I have to live with this human who just seems like, I don't know, not the best human, maybe. Yeah, Tigre's <laughs> like, I have to live with this human. All he does is drink tequila. All day. <laughs> like bother people about getting him a particular kind of crackers. Like oh man. Particular kind of cheddar cheese with fruit in it or whatever. Oh the Wensleydale. Um Wensleydale. Wensleydale. Yeah. Um that reminds me of Wallace and Gromit. Um that cheese is not that good. I'm sorry for Wensleydale fans, but Okay, here's what the guy free tequila. Here's what he eats. Tequila, <laughs> uh, Himalayan salt crackers, crackers, and Wensleydale cheese. <laughs> he looks great. You can tell he's got a great diet. No, actually, it's pretty sad. I saw him. He looks the other like day. a fucking lump of like. He looked. He looked like um drunk at like three p.m. the other day, like on a weekday. You know. Yeah. And also, like, so apparently the reason that he was getting free tequila is because he gave our boss legal advice. Oh, yeah. And, like, he is a lawyer. However, if I was going to seek legal legal advice from a lawyer, I don't think he's the person that I would seek legal right. advice Right. I don't really, I mean, I'm not trying to pass judgment. I'm sure, like, a lot of lawyers get drunk in the middle of the day. It's a hard job. I don't blame you. But... Like, I don't want my lawyer to be visibly drunk when I'm talking to him exactly. about legal advice, yes. you know. And I would like for my lawyer to maybe eat food other than Wensleydale and Himalayan salt crackers and maybe drink less tequila and also maybe have slightly better fashion sense. Yeah. Because that, that tells me something about your judgment, just generally. Like your oh, judge, definitely. Your judgment. As a person, your judgment is shitty, therefore I probably don't yeah. Anyway, so that's uh. the update on him. <laughs> the guy who owes the store nine thousand oh. dollars <laughs> is still charging. 
Vicky had a tag today. Actually. Are you kidding me? Oh, and, man. Um, I have not received any money from him. He has five days to pay his full balance before he cannot charge to his account anymore. Oh, my God. So you got owner, five days, buddy. Is the good old owner aware of this? No, this is between me and the dude. Okay? <laughs> like, I mean, he is slightly aware in that, like, I sort of... I was like, hey, I'm gonna, like, not let this guy do this anymore. Get away with this shit anymore. And he was like, oh, yes, yes, it's, good. it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yes, he should pay his bill. People should pay their bills. Yeah, <laughs> like, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, five days. Countdown. By, by next week, <laughs> we will know if he can continue to charge or not. I can't wait to hear that update. Whether his account is for his account, I kind of feel like he might come in here and try to beat one of us up or something. He will probably come in here and try to sweet talk the owner and like go around my attempt to make him be a responsible member of society. Oh my god, and I really hope that doesn't. He's gonna gonna come in and he's gonna be like, Remember the good old days when my dad was teaching you geography? Yep. My dad, what a nice guy. You used to be a nice guy, too. But then you tried to make me pay my bill. I'm, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm pretty damn sure that I have less, I make less money than that man. Yeah. And I pay for my groceries up front. Sorry, sir. Yeah. Sorry, sir. Like, you don't really get to walk around. Like, people, sorry. It's just like, <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up again. No, it's fine. Um, I think it's healthy to feel rage. Yeah. The therapist says if you're not feeling rage, then you're not. You're not feeling. You're not feeling. You're not in your body anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely in my body. So. Yeah, I have a lot of rage surrounding some of these like fucking people. It's like. I wish they could all just like live one fucking day in the life of someone less privileged than them. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Like. I'm sorry. Most people I know who don't have money to buy, pay for their groceries just fucking starve. Yeah, or like go to a food pantry or, right. you know, rely on charity of some kind or make a little go a long way somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's got five days to pay his bill and we'll see if that happens. Um, I guess. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Our boss has no teeth left. <laughs> That's another really funny thing that happened yeah, yesterday. I didn't realize. I mean, I knew he had two dentists, uh-huh. which is unusual. Like, you know how he'll talk about, about like, I'm right. going to the dentist, and then well, he asked, I asked him about that. Uh-huh. And but he oh, he told me dentists. that it's that he has a main dentist, and then his dentist sent him to a specialist. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. So. I guess in certain cases, if there's two dentists involved, it means that it's like, I don't know, because some dentists your teeth are really messed up. Yeah, or that like the dentist is doing it correctly, is or it's like a good dentist. Like they're like, I'm not gonna just like do this shit here. I'm gonna send you to some. For surgery or something. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah that fool showed me on Sunday. I was like, hey, yeah. what you got going on today? Because he's got a very active social life. Yeah. And I find it really funny. Lots to just of ask bird him watching and like strolling and, and like learning. getting drunk with his friends in his backyard like every weekend. Yeah. 
maybe not, he doesn't word it that way, but that's how I like to do it, you know? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, we got company today. He's got, he's had company like every single weekend all through COVID. I'm like, this man is just trying to die. (laughs) And he's like, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat. I'm, uh, you know, I'm pretty low in the teeth department. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? And he was like, look at this, my... My my temporary teeth just fell all the way out, and I was like, "Wow, good thing wearing a mask is really popular these days." Yeah, but like it was totally like no warning, just showed me his like little yeah. stump teeth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's I like know. four stumps in the front of his mouth. Yeah, he did the same thing to me. So <laughs> that's pretty wild. I mean. Damn, it definitely makes you think, like, shit, I better take care of my teeth. I'm going to the dentist tomorrow. Not because of that? <laughs> no, but I was like, damn, good thing I'm going to go get my shit checked out because COVID made me, I mean, it, it hasn't been, it's been, like, maybe six months, a little over six months, but I usually go, like, every six months. But, oof. I have yeah. a confession, which is that I have not been to the dentist for, like, 15 years. Does anything hurt? No. Oh, well, nothing hurts. fine. Nothing hurts. I mean, I think I take pretty good care of my teeth. But it's weird how, like, the longer you don't go to the dentist, the more scared you are of going to the dentist. Like, I cried. Like, I'm terrified of going to the dentist. Not because of pain, like, whatever pain involved, but because of what the bills could potentially be. Yeah. Like, I just don't even want to know. Like, mm-hmm. if I need thousands and thousands of dollars of dental work, I don't want to know about that. Mm-hmm. Because I can't think about that right now. Like, I gotta pay for fucking daycare and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think about paying for, like, like whatever fucking billion dollar dental work I might need. Because I haven't been to a fucking dentist for, like, decades. So, I'm living in ignorance. I'm living in blissful ignorance of that for the time being. But, like, I gotta say, like, our boss showing me his situation (laughs) in his mouth, like, definitely scared the fuck out of me. I was like, oh, no. When you're ready to go, I know a pretty good dentist that's, like, really nice when you start crying. Because I definitely cried my ass off the first time I went back to the dentist. I remember, like, being told, like, the myth, or, or believing, like, in this myth that, like, you need to, like, go and, like, see the doctor and see the dentist and, like, get shit done and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you believe the doctor when the doctor tells you, oh, you need to get this done. Or when the dentist says, oh, you have a cavity, you need to fill the cavity. Like, but then at a certain point, I realized that, like, at the end of the day, you're going to, it's like taking your car to the mechanic or something. Like you're going to be looking at this insane fucking bill mm-hmm. and half of the shit, like you might not have even needed. And I just don't trust these people. Mm-hmm. Like I do not trust doctors and dentists. Like I don't trust these people. And I feel like, I always feel just like paranoid that these people are going to do a bunch of shit that doesn't need to done and charge me a fuck ton of money that I don't have and at the end of the day I'm going to be stuck with like a giant bill or like debt that I'm going to be paying off for however long and like it just makes me want to like avoid it entirely 
like, <laughs> yeah. Even, even when I was like in the hospital having my daughter, I remember there was like a part of my brain that was paying attention to everything they were doing. So that if they started doing something unnecessary that I was gonna get charged for, I could be like, don't do that. That is like the creepy, yeah, healthcare. In the U.S. Uh, is uh, so, and the, what that boil, what that you know comes down to is like how fucked up healthcare in the U.S. I know is because that fear you know that you just talked about, like very few people in other countries where healthcare even is not understand this, like, yeah. even know what the hell. But to think that you could be in labor. And be mm-hmm. thinking, like, wait a minute, like, is she giving me some extra, like, medication that I'm going to have to pay for? <laughs> or, like, do I want an epidural? Well, yeah, I'm in a fuck ton of pain, so of course I want an epidural, but, like, how much am I going to get charged for an epidural? How much does an epidural cost? I think it was, like, an extra $300 or $400 or something. I'd say that sounds worth it to me. It was worth it, but... But yeah, in every other developed country, it's free, right? Like in every other developed country, every part of your care during labor is free, <laughs> like everything, you know. So like, wow. being in active labor, which is literally like the most mind-melting, indescribable, fucked-up, intense pain, I think a human being could ever experience. Like being in labor is so fucked up how painful it is it's nuts and even while that's going on to be to be thinking like what's the bill gonna be yeah that's twisted it's crazy oh and my like God. you said like people in other places that have functional universal health care like they hear stories like that and they're just like what the fuck or How like, is that a thing? You know, they're like, you know, that also reminds me of the, and you know, in California, well, yeah, whatever. In California, like, we have it a lot better than other states, you know? Like, my husband's, yeah, Sean's brother, Sean was telling me some story about how his brother and sister-in-law had their first child or maybe both of them without health insurance and the bill or no i think the first child but yeah they had her without health insurance and the bill was like sixty thousand dollars and they just waited until she turned seven for that shit to fall off their credit so for seven motherfucking years of their child being alive they just didn't have credit because they had because they had a $60,000 medical bill because neither of them had health care because jobs and I, I guess like out there as well like I don't know and maybe this is true in like a lot of other states outside of California yeah. um, it's not required like jobs don't like even like you know jobs with high salaries you know don't give you health care it's pretty rare to like that's insane yeah so yeah there was like talk of um there was a moment in time where like sean was trying to toy with the idea of us moving out there and yeah hearing that story yeah to texas sorry 
sorry. Um, one of the huge factors was like, I don't know. Well, that wasn't the first reason, but you know. Yeah, fuck that shit. Like, I don't know. It's so pretty. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> My, I have health insurance, which is supposedly good health insurance, mm-hmm. and I was in the hospital, delivered my kid, had some complications during labor, but left the hospital, you know, 24 hours after she was born and got sick, which is a whole other story, but basically I had like a normal in the catalog, it says that like a normal vaginal delivery within this healthcare system costs nine hundred dollars. Okay. Guess how much it cost me? How much? Almost five thousand dollars. What the fuck? Why? I don't know. When I got the bill, it was like almost five thousand dollars, and I just had to pay it. And I had been saving up money because I knew I wasn't going to be able to work full time. Yeah. And I had six weeks of um, support from the state, uh-huh. which was like 75% of my normal pay. Yeah. But after that, I didn't have anything. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to work. So I had been saving money this whole time. And I had like $10,000 saved to pay my rent and to pay for like basic shit uh-huh. when I wasn't going to be able to work because I had a baby. And I ended up needing to spend half of my savings on the hospital bill. Oh my a, god. The hospital bill was like $5,000, like for no reason. It just, that's just what it was. <laughs> so man. then I, so yeah. then I, ran, out of, I ran out of money like four months earlier than I thought I was going. Oh my god. Yeah. And moved into my parents-in-law's basement, which was like not finished at all. And oh proceeded to like live in a basement with no kitchen for the next two years. But I'm very oh lucky. I mean, I'm I'm very lucky. It could have been sixty thousand. It could have been a sixty thousand dollar hospital bill, which would have destroyed my credit. And I need my credit so we can have our coffee truck. No. Uh, <laughs> so at least I was able to pay off the bill. At least the bill was low enough mm-hmm. that I was able to pay it off and maintain my credit not have my credit fucked up by having a kid <laughs> right man this is so fucking nuts so what all of this tells me you know talking about dental and like having children and shit like that like even if you have the fucking insurance like we all need cushions of at least like 30k yeah just for like exactly you know the shit that you don't even realize like costs that much like that's what I learned is like, thank God I had been saving money. Right. Because if I hadn't been saving money preparing for like postpartum, I didn't know I was going to spend half that money on a fucking hospital bill. When I saw on paper that like regular vaginal delivery in the Kaiser system cost $900, I just took it at face value. I was like, okay, so I need nine, I need $900 for the birth. And then I have like fucking $9,000 left over to like pay my rent. You know, a few months afterwards when I can't work mm-hmm. full time. But good thing I had money saved because I needed to fucking drop five k on the fucking hospital. Bill. That's insane. 
you know? And like yeah. we always talk about, like, protect your credit, fool. Like, you gotta yeah. protect your fucking credit. And like, the reason people's credit gets fucked up is because usually through no fault of their own, they don't have any, like, extra money mm-hmm. in the bank. So shit comes up, you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Mostly people are like, well, fuck, I gotta like put some credit cards, take out a loan, whatever the fuck, you gotta mm-hmm. do something. You're gonna default on something. Mm-hmm. Or you're gonna end up with some debt that it's gonna take you a while to pay that off and you may or may not be able to make your payments on time or whatever. But like <laughs> most people's credit, like a lot of people's credit is fucked because they don't have any savings because they're not able to save money because we don't get nobody gets paid enough almost nobody gets paid enough and nobody's able to save any money because the cost of living the cost of housing cost of fucking everything is too high so nobody has savings and then you have like a medical situation or like your car gets somebody fucking plows into your car or like whatever the fuck happens to you and you end up with fucked up credit. And if you have fucked up credit, that means you can't buy a business, you can't buy a home, you can't, like, take out a loan to do anything, you can't, like, it just fucks everything up. Like, it fucks mm-hmm. people's whole lives up. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> in some ways it's really messed up that, like, I know you feel this way too. I've always mm-hmm. felt like I have a lot of stress within myself about protecting my credit score. Oh God. Because I need to, because of like this profound awareness that so many opportunities for things and goals that you may want to pursue in your life that require good credit. Yeah. Are completely, you're totally cut off from those opportunities and those ambitions. If your credit gets fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. And what's even crazier to know is like having, I don't know, now we're talking about credit and like Capricorn. Like, <laughs> no, now you're in the like, zone. <laughs> yeah. It's like credit is just such a strange concept to me. But I mean, I've been actively feeling shit since a really young age in order to build it. Because like not only, okay, but yeah, so like you live with this fear that like, oh my God, like my credit has to be perfect, right? But then, like, having no credit is worse than having bad credit, which, to me, like, how does that fucking make sense? Right, because if you have no credit, you're, like, within capitalism, if you have no credit, you're, like, a more dangerous person in some ways, because you're this unknown quantity. Yeah. nothing can be known about you as a unit within capitalism if you don't have any credit. And it's kind of like, yeah, like... It's like, do you even understand how the system works? <laughs> like, if you don't have yeah. any credit, like, like, who are you? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And in a way, I sort of, like, respect people who don't have any credit mm-hmm. because they're not invested in this system, which is totally fucked. I mean, yeah. the system is rigged against normal people. Yeah. Completely. So in a way, I'm like, it makes sense to, like, abstain <laughs> from participating in this at all. Right. But also, I hope you don't want to do anything with your life. Right. I'm like, I hope that you just kind of have 
some shit set up for you in yeah, a way exactly. that like you don't ever That's need the only do. way it works. Like I mean Harley doesn't have a credit card. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean he has a debit card, but he's never had a credit card and if he had to prove his credit, he could, you know, get get proof from his landlord that he pays right. his rent on time. He could get proof from like the phone company that he pays his phone bill on time. Like there are ways to build credit. Like if they actually um, report your rent to I forget which credit bureau, but I know that when I bought a house, like all the months that I paid rent right. were on there. Okay, so he probably does have credit. But he's never like deliberately built credit. Mm-hmm. He's never like gotten a credit card or taken out a loan for something and paid it back on time. Like mm-hmm. he's never deliberately built credit. Um, but he doesn't really have to because he's one of those extremely lucky people who is going to inherit a house and if he purchases a business it will be this business and the seller won't require proof of credit because mm-hmm. he's known him his entire life you know yeah um and you know his like his parents would co-sign for shit and stuff like that. but that's not the situation that most people are in yeah like most people are not in that position so like pretty disastrous anyway you and i both have great credit (laughs) and i Um, think that comes from i don't know growing up needing to yeah um (laughs) we'll talk about that in a minute and also we need to talk about a coffee truck oh yeah what are we going to use our fantastic credit for (laughs) stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) all right so we have great credit. Yeah, our credit's really good. Um, yeah. And we have a vague idea of like a five year, roughly five year plan to like five years from now have a coffee truck. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, we can definitely get a business loan. If we need one, totally. we might not even need one. That's what I'm saying. Because we have five years to save money. Yeah. And I think that is very doable. Yeah. And um, honestly, I feel like it won't be very hard for us to figure out how to get that shit up and running. I don't think so. It's successful. Yeah. Because it's like, look at how much money we've made for. Well, let's talk about, like, you know, what's that one guy again? Kevin O'Malley. Kevin O'Malley. We made so much money for Kev. <laughs> I know. We really... <laughs> Kev and Karen. Kev and Karen are, were just, like, basically rolling in money that we... That were made, like, <laughs> off of our fucking sweat equity. Seriously. <laughs> and also, like, I worked on a coffee truck before. It's like, the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. There's so much fun. And we can get, like, access to really cool events. Mm-hmm. But from, like, a unique viewing point, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah it's just is really great. fun. One thing that I really like about having the idea of having a coffee truck specifically, as opposed to, like, a brick-and-mortar location, is the flexibility. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you're going to have another career. Mm-hmm. And like I'm you probably still gonna be stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you have a truck, 
people, there aren't going to be people who go to your place every day and expect you to be there and be open mm -hmm. from this time to this time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you can have a coffee truck and, like, you know, like, I could just work on the weekends. Mm -hmm. If I had to be working here during the week, I could be working the truck on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know, if I rearrange my schedule, like, so that basically, like, whatever days I didn't have to be doing this, I could be doing that. And, like, if you have a therapy practice and you're, you have therapy sessions, like, every afternoon or something, mm -hmm. you could, like, coffee truck for, like, Hours, in the morning or something, right? You know, and mm -hmm. it, you could just be like, you don't have the obligation to like be in a certain location, open, doing a particular thing from this time to this time, mm -hmm. however many days a week, and people get mad at you if you're not there mm -hmm. because you're like not there anyway. Mm -hmm. You're there when you want to be there. <laughs> like that's the that's like the magic of it, you know? <laughs> like, and I think about this. I always think I've been thinking about like the coffee truck whenever I'm at playgrounds. Because I've now spent almost three years in like at playgrounds, like slowly shriveling up inside and dying, like all parents do, <laughs> when you spend like your child's early childhood, like bored, exhausted, stressed out, etc., like in a playground, like trying to keep your kid from like punching other kids and like falling off the slide and breaking your face or whatever. Anyway, when I'm at the playground, I always want a coffee truck to just magically appear. Yeah. <laughs> like I always just like desperately want coffee. And if that truck just were to drive up next to the playground and I could just give somebody money and get a fucking coffee. <laughs> make life so much better and so i imagine having a coffee truck and now of course i know where every fucking playground is in the east bay too mm -hmm. so like when we have our coffee truck because it's a when not an if mm -hmm. when we have our coffee truck i'm going to be like driving around to all the playgrounds and i'm going to be like the parents dream come true <laughs> like the parents are just going to be like so happy to see me oh my god i can't wait they also like they just changed the rule they just changed the laws here so that you can sell baked goods that were made in the home kitchen right mm -hmm. so maybe we can sell the weed cookies oh yeah that the homie's sister makes <laughs> and the parents like the quality of life of parents of young children in this area will improve dramatically and no, I've always wanted to do something to help people. So, hell yeah. I mean, that's a little, great, great idea. Yeah. And then, yeah, and totally like doing like the music festivals and shit like that. It's great. And, like you were saying, the farmers markets. Mm -hmm. You get like to flea market. You get to meet like the community of like other people. Truck people. Who, truck people. Trade coffee for Helen. Everybody wants fucking coffee, so all the food trucks like yeah. come to trade food with you to yeah. get coffee. So and like all the food's amazing. It was so much fun working on. It was like a coffee trailer thing. 
but that was like, I don't know, like 10-ish years ago. I did it for a few years. But yeah, hella fun. And I met so many cool people that do that shit. So. And as always, like the only, the only problem, the biggest problem is that you're working for somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you can cut out that part of it, then it's so much fun. Then, oh my god. I'm excited. Yeah. So we must protect our credit just in case we need loans, but we probably won't. I kind of feel like we can. If we go about it the like, you know, the way that we talked about it where we little by little just like pay for the homie to like build it for us. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee's always been the dream. <laughs> it's true though. I don't even really like sometimes I'm like, why am I going to school for a degree? Like all I want to do is make coffee. But it's like I don't think I wanna do one thing all the time. Exactly. That's, That's the thing is like it's gotta be you, you need more than that. Yeah. You actually do need more. Um yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different ways of, like, just for myself, like, the things that really make me feel good have something to do with, like, helping other people, <laughs> like, improving life for other people. And I definitely think that coffee is part of that <laughs> for me. Like, but there's also a whole other, there's a whole other range of, skills for helping people yeah that can be developed and like employed and i think those things can both happen you know yeah i don't think coffee needs to be left behind i think groceries may may need to be left behind (laughs) at some point (laughs) are you talking to me or to you to everybody (laughs) to both of us Groceries does not have the same fulfillment. The fulfillment is not there. Yeah. Like, the sense of, I mean, of course, people are buying food. They need food to live or whatever. But it doesn't feel like the same. It doesn't feel the same. There isn't, like, the personal connection. Like, you're not really, like, doing something. It feels very impersonal. Yeah, it is. I very much felt that. I think I like started talking about that very shortly after transitioning from like being a career barista to being a influencer. And yeah, it's a very different vibe. And I don't know. It's very dehumanizing. <laughs> yeah. So this day, oh man. So every day, very often, ever since I started working here, people always mistaken me for the our coworker who does the cheese. The cheesemonger. She yeah, the cheesemonger. She has glasses and dark hair. That's a, just that's about as much as we look alike. That's about it. But like today, two different people confused me for her and then another lady walked up to me she's like oh hi like how are you and i was like hey do i fucking know you in my head i was like what's up girl like i didn't even like recognize her as a customer and she came back up to me and was asking me about a cheese i 
was like, oh, I see what's going on. You just think I'm the same person. Yeah. Whatever. And then I was like, oh, no, that's not me, but I can relay a message for you. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just like, damn, man. Like, these people, like, it's like they see a dark hair girl, they think it's the same girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, like, interchangeability. Like, yeah. And I do often think that this job would be done better by robots. I agree. Like, if you had, like, very expertly programmed robots, I think they would do this job better than people. Yeah. Whereas, like, jobs like being a barista or a bartender or something, can't really, that can't really be done by a robot. No, because, you know, like, I love working in those types of jobs. Yeah. I got to tell jokes and people receive them well. Like if I tell a joke here, I get in trouble. Yeah. Not even like that big of a joke, you know? It's just yeah. like, I'm not allowed to like make anybody laugh. It's weird. I've never deliberately been told that, but like it's been said to other people and right. whatever. Yeah. Who would have thought six year old me would have been very, very confused somebody had told her that when she was in her 30s she would be reprimanded for talking too much <laughs> we're like always trying to i don't know yeah nobody wants to fucking hear me talk around here it's fine i don't really, i do yeah i know you do right? <laughs> i'm talking i guess i'm talking about like the clientele yeah and right. like right. it's so a different dynamic i guess that's that's kind of what i mean though about how like yeah. This, like this as opposed to what we were doing before like this needs to go like this <laughs> needs to this needs to go away because yeah it's very dehumanizing you know? it is and i mean it makes me think about all the people who are working like i remember so our friend ed's brother who used to work at the bean counter remember andrew yeah he works at whole foods now and like when Ed was doing my tattoo, I was asking, I was like, oh, how's Andrew doing? And he was like, honestly, dude, like, he's pretty fucking down because he works at Whole Foods now and he's like not allowed to talk. Like, it's like an official policy at Whole Foods that you're like not allowed to talk to your coworkers if it's not a strictly work related thing. If you're not like, oh, hey, dude, I forget where these, where these chips are supposed to be shelved like, uh -huh. right, put them. if it's not like something like that like you're basically forbidden to speak to your co-workers okay. and you get like um marked up if you're talking to people you work with about something that's not work related like you get in trouble for that and if you get caught talking to people three times or something you get fired oh shit so it's basically like a regime that punishes people for being social animals, which is what our species is. Like, yeah, human beings wither and die if we don't have social contact. We're monkeys. <laughs> and you're like, if you work at this place, you're punished for socializing like, at all with your coworkers. Um, and I think partly that is like, it's the same at like Amazon warehouses and stuff like that, which Whole Foods and Amazon are both owned by 
fuck it is. So yeah. Oh, but you know, I mean, capitalism is fucked. And the more, um, the more automated it gets, like the higher, the higher pro- the profits for the people who own it, and the worse the outcome, like health and happiness outcomes for the people who work there, because you're totally dehumanized. So crazy. Oh, I had to like give this exact explanation. Well, almost not really. I had to talk to a student of mine on Friday, which was my last day of that teaching job. Oh fuck! I actually just remembered I have to do. I have to enter grades. Finish this tonight, but or when I get home tonight. But anyway, this kid was. He's a new student who was originally from some other state, and yeah, he didn't understand why Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are evil because they're billionaires. And so I gave a little lesson to the little guy, and my favorite student that I talked to you about earlier today she was in class with me and she's just like making big eyes at me like every time he would say because yeah this student is like born and raised in berkeley actually uh-huh. with one of our um employees uh-huh. high school yeah yeah she was just like making some yikes faces because this guy was also talking about weapons and what i don't know yeah it's been teaching <laughs> is very What's your what's your insight like on the younger generation from your teaching experience? Um, my teaching experience has kind of shown me um as this kind of I don't even know how to put it like. sounding kind of mean but i feel like in comparison to sometimes i worry whatever like they're very i mean i feel like this is kind of obvious but like they're all there it's like everything is digital you know and like they're on their phones all the time they're on their phones all the time and they're very worried about their appearance lot i've captured a lot of that you know like how does that come out um this is just like a tiny example but like in my art lab class i often have people who are like can i just do my makeup in this class in class yeah as like for art credits really yeah that's actually really shocking to me i don't know why but yeah and i brought it up to well this is also um very niche like little private school in our yeah. population it's yeah. very specific but um yeah i asked my boss about it and she was like yeah that's totally fine whatever they want to do it's like fine like not i'm like advised to not push them to do anything other this is depending on each student. Like, yeah um 
situation. But yeah, like, and on their lunch break, you know, all they do is go on social media and like make TikToks and stuff like that. But do they watch their TikToks? No. I'm afraid of any of them finding me on the internet. Some of them have already found me at a grocery store and I've caught wind that I don't have a degree yet. And they're like, wait, you're not done with college? How are you a teacher? Like, they'll say stuff like that. Really? You know? Yeah. The younger gender, they're, they're really smart, you know? Oh. I just, like, really hope the best for them because I feel, like, I guess where am I getting at with this? Where I'm, like, where is it going around? But, like, for example, like, the, what is that app? Snapchat filters uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and how that's kind of altering everyone. And like, I mean, there's some kids at that school have had facial filler. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I was going to say, I read a story about some teenage girl who got a bunch of plastic surgery so that she could look like her. She has a filter on all the time. Yeah, which is, so I guess what I'm getting at is I feel that there's maybe a lot more insecurity. Then I don't know, maybe it's half and half because some other people I feel are really like secure and awesome and just I don't know. But what do you think the difference is? Like I'm kind of curious as a parent because one of the things I was like most terrified about when I knew I was gonna have a kid was like fuck, how am I gonna make sure that she isn't fucked up by like Right. social media and like yeah i feel like i would guess i don't know this isn't even in relation to the like where i work it's more i read a book or several books over my time in community college like a lot of okay one thing that was interesting about going to school later was that a lot of the material that we read is sort of based on this whole shift from like the analog world and the oh, yeah. digital world, yeah, yeah. you know, and like how our brains are kind so of changing. And so, yeah, and then one of the things, like I remember reading um, about, you know, it was a book, I can't remember the name of the book right now, but basically they talk about like the transition from like when people started writing, like everyone was worried, like, oh no, like it's in a shift, mm-hmm. like I don't know what. From like the oral tradition. Yeah, and then when people started yeah, it was, like, the books thing, and, like, people were afraid of books, and now everyone's afraid of, like, the internet in, like, the same way, but one thing that really stuck with me from those readings was that, um, like, the less people are able, like, so it's kind of, like, related, right, like, reading a book on a tablet as opposed to holding a physical book, um, having a convert having a friendship with someone where you like are having an actual in-person conversation right. or talking on the phone yeah. as opposed to like texting or some kind of right. virtual situation so basically like having human contact that's mm-hmm. meaningful yeah. is actually good for you and your brain and yeah. like you i don't know i feel like you develop skills that you just don't if you're always in yeah, like if your life is just fucking digitized all the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I read some, there's like studies showing that over time, like the less, like, you know, 
human contact that people have. Like face-to-face. Yeah, less face-to-face, less like reading from a book kind of thing. It's like causing people to lose their ability to feel empathy. And um, I can kind of see that in some of the, like as a teacher, I guess that was like a really long way of explaining like, Mm -hmm. I think that the digital world is very much yeah. changing. Yeah, that's the way crazy. That we, as a like, you know, species, interact with each other yeah. and like think, and like these kids, you know, the kids that I, they're in high school, but like they definitely like I'm not that much older than them in theory or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I, you like, can they remember don't... a time in your life when you didn't have cell phone. Yeah, and they can. Right. And I don't know. I just really hope the best for a lot of them because I would not want to be growing up right now. Yeah. I mean, the thing that scares me the most maybe is like what you were talking about, like how the ability to empathize goes down the less face-to-face contact you have or the less like, you know, yeah, I guess face-to-face contact and the more your relationships happen through social media, mm-hmm. through you know, devices. Like there's all this research showing that the ability to empathize goes down and also simultaneously and related, you have this prevalence of like, for instance, on dating apps, like people posting right. people. Like, yep. uh-huh. like you actually do meet up with someone for mm-hmm. a drink. Like maybe you go on two or three dates with somebody and then you just go sign them. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. ghost them. And I think that's related to both having a failure of empathy. Yeah. Like not being able to feel what it would feel like to be that person. Yeah. Have you just stop responding to them after you hung out a couple times. Mm-hmm. But then also like the normalization like oh yeah, like culturally normalizing yeah, that kind of cruelty. I mean, I I think of it as cruel. <laughs> like, it is like to me, it's cruel to like spend some time with somebody, you know, tell them something about yourself, exchange some jokes or stories or whatever, and then just like go silent, like mm-hmm. disappear and stop responding to them. Like to me, that's cruel. I think so too. It's, it's normalized. It is. Like now it's to the point where it's just like, yeah, everybody ghosts everybody. Like people ghost people. Yeah. That's just what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just like, to me, that's really frightening. That you could not only not care enough on a personal level or be able to empathize enough on a personal level to put yourself in that person's shoes to be kind to them and mm-hmm. not be cruel to them, but that like nobody around you is going to react to your behavior as if it's unethical right or wrong or cool which it mm-hmm. is because it's so pre- the behavior has become so prevalent in society in the culture yeah like that's i know i probably sound like a funny buddy saying this no shit because like to them like to like young kids now like they'd probably be like what are you talking about like people just ghost people that just happens Right. But I, to me, it's like a really heavy thing yeah. that we've like gotten to the point where like culturally as a society, 
nobody is gonna basically nobody around you is gonna say to you like that's really cool to do that to somebody to right. not give them like if you don't want to hang out with that person anymore like just say like hey you know like it was nice hanging out with you but like we didn't really click and like i'm seeing other people right or whatever like there is nothing wrong with doing that and it would take nothing from you like it would right be, like it would take you two seconds like and then you're free but at least you took like that minor step of being a responsible human and giving someone an explanation of what the fuck you're doing like at least give someone that much respect that much care and kindness to explain right what you're doing but like they don't it's now it's not even expected you're not even expected to give any type of explanation i know you know and then you gotta walk around and like sometimes see those ghosts in public and it's fucking weird it's so weird like i'll like Man, I've been ghosted so many times, and like I see all these motherfuckers around town. Yeah. You know, like we'll be at a show, like, oh, you ghosted me. Okay. Or like walking down the street, I'm like, oh, that guy ghosted me. I wonder if he feels really weird that like, I'm that's here. That's crazy to me. But this is the thing is, like, he probably doesn't because it's so normal now. Yeah. Like in most societies throughout most of human history, for somebody to do something like that, like they'd be a pariah. Yeah. They'd be like, <laughs> You have no soul. Like, you're like a cool, fucked up person who can't right. take, like, basic fucking responsibility for your interpersonal relationships. Like, if you want to tell somebody to fuck off, just tell them just to tell their them face. To fuck <laughs> it's like, I mean, I even told, like, I told that story a couple episodes ago about a guy that ghosted me, and I was like, hey, man, you don't gotta do this. Like, we can be friends. And yeah. he was so weirded out so by me being like, like, I'm the crazy one for being like, Dude, okay. For like, trying I'm to be literally... like a normal human. And be yeah, like... I'm like, it's cool. Like, I'm not trying to be your girlfriend. Like, yeah. I was doing, like, whatever the fuck was going through your mind, like, back then and today is the same thing for me. And yeah. I'm just like, let's just rewind and pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. But people don't, I don't know, they're weird. But just like a basic, like, entry level amount of respect and kindness for other humans in your relations with them. Like, I'm concerned about what's going on with the social media and the technology and shit and how it's affecting young people because I'm worried that they're, like, stunted, like, their ethics are stunted. Like, they don't mm-hmm. understand, like, they're not understanding the different, the difference between right behavior and wrong behavior, like ethical behavior and unethical behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's because, fundamentally, it's because of, like, the failure of empathy. Mm-hmm. Which comes down to like the lack of, I don't know, just like not like your brain not developing in those contexts, various contexts of like intimacy in the real world that help you to develop empathy and, and proceed to like being an adult who acts ethically. Yeah. You know, it's like very, yeah, it's really weird. And also, Lou's never going to have a cell phone. Oh, good. Honestly, she will be better for it. If she has a cell phone, if she has a phone, I have a flip phone. She'll have a flip phone. She'll have a flip phone. If she needs a phone, she can have a flip phone. Like, she can't have, like, a thing that she's going to be. No. And, like, I think that you have to instill those skills really young. Just be like, look. You're the cool kid if you do things like vintage style or something. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna read real books and write with your hand. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good 
this is stuff. We got shit to do. Jeanette's got training to do. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Next week.